Dublin Bay Mermaids are at the heart of Rush Sailing Club. These 17-foot clinker built dinghies are all handmade by the people who sail them. One of these people is Enda Weldon. Sailing and boat building are in Enda's blood. His father was a founding member of Rush Sailing Club and Enda has fond memories of helping his dad to build the first mermaid in the Weldon family fleet. Oh, late 60s, early 70s, my father and another man in Rush built mermaids. Of course, I used to be down there to get out of doing homework at night, giving them a hand, mixing the glue for an old cascamite glue, etc., and uh, cooking the, the tea on the Bunsen burner. I was, you were sent to the shop for a pound of broken biscuits every night, sure. It's better than going to school, it's better than doing homework, you know. The main thing you walked into that was the smell of timber. The smell of timber and the smell of glue, and the smell of the gas, the Bunsen burner. That's the smell we get when we walk in. It's a different glue we use now, but you do get that smell when you walk in when you're building. It's the smell of timber, uh, working with timber. It's gorgeous, yeah. In 2012, Enda, along with his brother Anthony and their friend Paddy Archer, launched three new Dublin Bay mermaids. The project took two years to complete. I visited Enda in his workshop to learn about mermaids, how they're built and why he builds them. Just describe where we are here, Enda. Um, yeah, this is a, a loft in the shed that we had built. Um, we just decided it'd be ideal. It's insulated. be ideal for uh, mermaids. The roof is ground low for it to be able to brace them. To. See the, all the frames there? Yeah. They're the moulds. There's uh, six moulds to each boat. So we gathered up a number of sets of moulds there was around the country. Some boats were built off them in the 50s, 60s, off the same moulds. So where, where did you get them? How did you source them? Um, just at the lads we know, yeah. Mm. They had them stuck up somewhere and they were all glad to get rid of them. So <laughs> now, we, now yeah. you're stuck with them. Yeah. Enda had built a mermaid before, back in the mid-90s. So he knew it was hard work, but he loved the process. In fact, as soon as he finished his first boat, he was itching to start again. He helped other people in the club with their projects, but it wasn't until 2010 that he thought that the time was right to build his second boat. Uh, strictly because we could uh, get our hands on beautiful timber. Really? You couldn't get it years ago. There's a guy in uh, the UK now brings in beautiful silver spruce and uh, he takes it in from, his father lives on Vancouver Island, right beside the big sawmills. And he's able to go in and pick the fillets of beautiful timber. Uh, really, really tight grain, up to 60 grains uh, an inch. It's, it's, uh, I think on the three mermaids, there's 74 planks or 76 planks or whatever. I think there's one knot shows, and it's in my boat, yeah. of the timber. How did you get we to know your man? Um, on the internet, okay. yeah, yeah. yeah. A guy called uh, Stone's Boatyard in, in, uh, down in Salcombe, and he just brings, he uh, builds boats called Salcombe Dredgers. So he uh, mines a whole fleet of them for all the gentry in London. They come down and race them, and he mines them in a shed, a big shed, something like 36 of them. And uh, he has them all ready for them. They just come down, step onto them and, in the summer and uh, go sailing and Whereas racing. The poor old farmers have to build them themselves. <laughs> <laughs> the Dublin Bay Mermaid was designed by John B. Kearney in 1932 for the Dublin Bay Sailing Club. These 17-foot, half-decked boats are clinker-built. Clinker-built is a method of boat building where the edges of the whole planks overlap each other. This is in contrast to carvel-built, 
where the whole planks are laid edge to edge as opposed to overlapping. In the shed, Enda, Anthony and Paddy first built frames for the boats. Then they added each plank one by one until the hull was finished. The three of them, uh, yeah, we were built. See these braces? Each boat was built on the land. Yeah. Oh, I see them there now, yeah. It was actually perfect layout. We were able to do the... Uh, we set up a bench along the, 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 the top oh, here. Oh, I see you have the, the plans here. The plans we had up on the wall, which is always very handy, yeah. Here's the copies of the originals from the 1930s. Oh, wow. Yeah. So show me the parts here. So what's that there? That's a, it's also a plan with the mast. Okay. Uh, we still use timber masts in the Mermaids. There's not many boats use timber masts now. Um, and this is what this is the shape of the mould that you're working with, was it? Yep, yeah. that's one of the moulds. And there's the that's, see the way uh, what it's called clinker built. It laps over the other, and you drive a, a roof. And uh, it's just they could build them lighter, and they built them onto they they're just roofed through uh, uh, little oak ribs. We used to steam them to put them in. All right. As well, yeah. You've seen them here? Yeah, you've seen them on site, yeah. yeah. Even though they were only building three boats, there was never just three people in the shed. Everyone in Rushdown and Club got involved, especially when it came time to put in the ribs. We used to have what we call a ribbing party when we were building them years ago. When we were ribbing a boat, you need about eight or nine guys around. And uh, you'd steam them, you'd have a couple in the boat and another working the steaming them in the pipes, another couple handling them and holding the dowels outside for, and ribbed, ribbed them in. It's all sort of a organised chaos to get them all done in a night. But, yeah, uh, yeah it's a great crack. It is. Uh, funny thing, when I built the first boat, I was doing it on my own yeah. up in the house. And sure, I used to be getting up at three o'clock in the morning, um, Sunday morning, because the kids were young at the time and you, before you'd be going to mass and all the rest of it. You'd get up and get a few hours done before that, or you could be up till three o'clock at night. It was you're so motivated. Uh, it it it, it consu- it's all consuming, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, when you start that project, and you think you're great at it, and you just you know you're you're motivated, and you just keep going, and mm. you can't get enough of it actually. Mm. And uh, and if someone in the club was coming up to you and said, "Look, I'm thinking about doing this," what what advice would you give them? Number one, I think you should go out and learn to sail in them first. Yeah. And that motivates him to go in and build one. Yeah. Then he has an idea of what he wants to achieve in, in the, the little quirky shapes that you're trying to get into them, you know? Yeah, yeah. But, uh, so when you're actually putting it together, are you, like, imagining absolutely. what this means when it's on the water? Every plank really? you put on, you're lying under it, you're lying behind it, you're lying in front of it. People think you're crazy. The way you're looking at it, you're trying to imagine... Um, is there a nice line coming up in this boat, you know? I don't know. Uh, and yes, at the end of the day, it's just a mermaid. Yeah. <laughs> Even though it was just a mermaid, Enda, Anthony and Paddy spent two years working on the boats. Every evening, Enda would walk up the steps to the loft, take in the smell of timber and get to work. Just, just the furniture head completely. You walk into that, uh, no matter what's happening at work, mm. Or anything else, I walk in that door there and the three boats there and your mind is just in a different world. It's the same with sailing and you get on the boat and once you get off the slipway, you're in a different world. And that, to me, that's, everybody should have a little of that, you know. It does that, yeah. Yeah. We go have a look at the boat. We walk back down the steps, across the yard and into the garage. So here she is. 
Yeah. Still looking glorious. Um, we, we, uh, the whole thing with them years ago, you'd have to varnish them every year. And uh, they were kept in mirrors. And of course, if you get the sun, the sun and the frost is the biggest enemy of varnish. I always remember every year my father making me get up on the, hey, you get up under the deck there now with that brush. <laughs> that was your job every year, uh, varnishing your way up underneath. Show me the different parts of the boat. So Yeah, this is, um, there's the hole, there's the, t- the planking I'm talking about. There's the, the only knot in all three boats. There. <laughs> yeah. All of them. There's the ribs. See the ribs? Yeah. That's the rib cage of the boat. That's the strength of the boat. Yeah. They're done with white oak, American white oak. Oh. So there's 3,229 rivets in uh, a mermaid. Some of them talk about gluing the lands of the boat, where the, the planks land on each other. We wouldn't do that because I think it can add to cracks. You glue at the ends, all right, where, the, where she's landing at the front of the, and at the transom. Transom is the back of the boat here. And... Uh, you glue there, just yeah. at the end. And the plank, you start down at the keel, put your first plank on, and you come up. All right. Let's see. Hey. So, uh, you find uh, yourself lying under, as I said, <laughs> look up to see these magic shapes that you're looking for, you know. The three boats entered the water for the first time on Saturday, 7th of July, 2012. Naming the boats was left at the last minute, with Enda choosing Mayhem for his. Paddy chose the name Maybe, and Anthony called his boat Ariel. With COVID restrictions, racing has been on hold for the last year, but Enda's looking forward to getting out again, hopefully in the summer. So this year, let's hope it'll change anyway, you know. We're supposed to be heading for Phoenix again this year. So touch wood. Touch wood, exactly. And touch beautiful wood, actually. <laughs> and, uh, we're hoping to get down there yeah. this year. See how that goes, you know. Yeah. Long live the mermaid fleet. <laughs>